you're listening to the Touch Em Up podcast. I'm your host, Double M. And on our next episode, we're going to be wrapping up uh, UFC 237, discussing what went down, how the fights ended up playing out, and also giving the, my predictions for UFC Fight Night this upcoming weekend on Saturday night from Rochester, New York. Main evented by Kevin, the Motown Phenom Lee, and Rafael Dos Anjos in the welterweight division. So yeah, let's get this started. So we're going to start with how 237 ended up playing out. Uh, in my predictions, I kind of had an idea of how the fights would end up going. I feel like my predictions pretty much, I nailed it for the Aldo and Volkanovsky fight, except he didn't, Volkanovsky didn't end up getting the finish. Um, I thought BJ Penn had actually looked good for him. You know, lately he didn't look good at all in his last few fights. Lost his last seven fights in a row, actually. I think that might have been number eight, but I think it was seven. He set a record for the most consecutive losses in the UFC. But uh, Volkanovski and Aldo was a good fight. It wasn't, you know, the most, the fastest paced fight, but it was technical enough. And I loved it because I love technical chess match types of fights. Um, and Rose and Andrade. Man, that was really tough for me to watch because Rose looked great. That might be the best Rose's striking has ever looked. I know you're going to say, well, she KO'd Joanna and it was great. And she put a clinic on against Joanna in their rematch. But Rose looked great during this fight against Andrade. She was using movement, in and out movement, and side to side movement. And every time Andrade would come in, she would slide out to the side and get away. Uh, Andrade did get in a few times and try to connect with body shots and wild hooks like Andrade does anyway. But Rose was keeping her away with the jab. She threw ones and twos, jabs crossed right down the middle, popped Andrade a few times, was getting away from her. Every time Andrade would come forward until that second round, or at least towards the end of the first round, she was circling out. She would go underneath Andrade's punches, so Andrade would run right into the fence and then get her angle off and... So let's talk about the finishing sequence for Andrade and Nama Yunus. So in the begin in the first round, I believe it happened in the first round as well. Andrade got that same position where she ended up finishing the fight. It was a single leg high crotch type of position, and Rose would use a Kimura grip, which is where you'll grab the wrist, you'll go over their arm and grab your own wrist, so it's like a lock on their arm. So the reason she did this, I had DC explained it because he's a master of the high crotch takedowns. But DC said, you know, you do this in order to when the so the opponent can't lift you. It's harder for them to lift you if you're grabbing onto their arm as well because you're fighting force with force. And then when they throw you or they try to throw you, it throws them as well because they're off balance and you have a hold of their limb. So Rose did this perfectly in the first one. Um, in the first takedown attempt, Andrade attempted. She grabbed on Rose, picked her up, and Rose actually used like almost like a crucifix type of position and used that to transition into an arm bar from the top, from like the feet, and then brought it down to the ground. And it looked like she was going to get the finish, but Andrade was able to pull the crook of her elbow out uh, in, from in between Rose's legs and pull out her arm. And then the finish... Um, they explained it on the on the pay-per-view broadcast. So if Rose would have let go of the Kimura, she would have fell on her back. 
And that doesn't mean Andrade couldn't have poured it on with ground and pound and got the finish, but it would not have been, I don't think it would have ended the fight. I think Rose would have been on the bottom, but I think she would have been able to get back up. But that's not what happened. She held onto the Kimura grip. So when Andrade threw her, she was holding onto her and it just slammed her side temple first into the mat and her head just bent, just neck and head just bam, bent right into her shoulder and just, that was it, man. Awful, awful slam knockout. It did have an arc on it, and I don't want to say slam should be illegal because, I mean, they get elbowed, kicked, and kneed in the face. I mean, slamming, spiking on the top of the head, okay, because it could break your neck, but this could have broken Rose's neck, honestly. I mean, if you go back and look at the highlights, I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. She slammed her, and then just bam, it was like a whiplash, just boom, just crook of the neck right into the elbow and just knocked her out. And that was so sad for me to see. Like I said, I think that was Rose's best performance to date up until that point. She looked amazing and it's really sucks. And now she's saying, you know, fighting might not be for her. She might be done with the game, not want to deal with it anymore. And that's awful. I, I don't want her to retire. I think she should get a rematch. I don't know if they're going to give it to her right away. They might give it to Tatiana Suarez, which I'm not. I'm interested in Suarez. I think Suarez is great, but I don't think Suarez should. Hold on one second. I don't think Suarez should get a title shot. I mean, Strawweight has a lot of good contenders in that division. And if Rose doesn't get a rematch, I, I don't understand why she wouldn't unless she does retire, which, God, I hope not. But let's talk about... Um, not the co-main event. That co-main event was sad to see. I think Anderson's done. I know he says he wants to come back. He should just hang it up after that. Inside leg kick from Cannoneer just blew out Anderson's knee, and that was awful. So I want to talk about this Volkanovski and Aldo fight real quick because I want to move on to uh, the next event. But the F Alexander Volkanovski, even though it wasn't a, you know, exciting fight to casual fans maybe I thought it was a fantastic fight he used fakes and feints you know to, to draw Aldo out and he used it to freeze Aldo Aldo didn't really throw much you know he threw maybe like one or two leg kicks but the the smartest thing Volkanovsky did during that fight is he would kick Aldo so he used his kicks to stop Aldo from kicking him Kick to the leg, kick to the leg, kick to the leg, kick to the body, throw a kick up top. Even if they didn't land, it was stopping Aldo from throwing his shots. So it was keeping him gun shy, and Aldo just really couldn't get it going from then. And then whenever Aldo did seem like he was going to get it going and throw a combination or anything like that, Volkanovski would grab the over-under clinch and uh, one arm where you have the clinch and you go over the, the tricep of the one arm and underneath for an underhook on the other side, and he would hold Aldo up against the fence. And he was using uh, knees to the thighs from like the side position on the cage, from like the side clinch position. And he was doing that, just deadening all those legs over and over and over again. Although, like I said, did land a right hook, left hook to the body. But uh, I think Volkanovski ended up blocking the left hook with the, his elbow. So it came down and didn't land. But Volkanovski fought a great fight. Although didn't get it going, you know, he was gun shy throughout the entire time. And uh, one of the things I like about Volkanovski is he'll get in close to you and he'll cover up, but then he'll throw an overhand right 
or an overhand left from that covered up position. So he'll get close to you, like almost his head to your chest, and then he'll loop underneath, come around, and throw the overhand down. So he'll put his knuckles down and he'll throw it like a down shot. He won't go, he won't loop it. He'll come down like a screw, just boom, like a corkscrew almost. But Volkanovski fought a great fight. And if he does not get Max Holloway next, unless Holloway moves up to 55, which I don't think is a bad idea, that's an amazing fight. Hopefully they put it on the same card as Whitaker and Adesanya. And we got a good one there. So that's about it for um the fights from this weekend that rose fight broke my heart you know I, I i love rose i love the way she fights i said it was her best performance and she just got caught you know that's mma i hope they do the rematch because i think rose can beat her there's no doubt she can beat her she could have finished her in the first round i think if she poured it on a little more but andrage just kept coming and got too close to her. You know, you can't let a, a girl like that with that much power get too close to you. You have to keep her away. And, you know, Rose was doing a great job until that slam, awful slam. If you haven't seen it, please look it up. So let's do um, the fights from this weekend. Uh, UFC Fight Night from Rochester, New York on Saturday. Uh, I believe it's, what, the 18th? Saturday, May 18th. From Rochester, um, the main event, Kevin Motown Phenom Lee versus Rafael Dos Anjos. And then a great co-main event as well. We've got Neil Magny versus Vincente Luque in uh, the welterweight division. Two very good top, very good, very close fights. Even though I'm not sure the main event will be as close as some people might think. So let's talk about, um, we also, I'm going to start with one fight. I don't know her opponent. Felicia Spencer, she's coming into the UFC at 6-0, and and she's fighting Megan Anderson at, at 145 pounds. Uh, with a, Megan Anderson holds a record of nine wins and three losses. Um, she was supposed to fight Chris Cyborg, and she had some health issues she had to take care of. Still would have loved to see that fight. I think Megan could have got it done, you know, if she, if she fought her, but who knows? We don't know what's going on with Cyborg, if she's going to come back or not. Uh, Felicia Spencer's six and zero, undefeated. Uh, we don't know how she's going to look. I've never seen her in the UFC. This, I think, believe this is her first fight in the UFC. Her name does sound a little familiar, but I see Megan Anderson just coming in and piecing her up on the feet, honestly, and getting a first round TKO and moving one step closer to fighting Amanda Nunes for the 145 pound title. So let's move on to the next fight. We're going to do Neil Magny versus Vincente Luque. Magny holds a record of 21 wins and 7 losses. His last fight, he lost via TKO to Santiago Ponzinibbio in the fourth round. And Vincente Luque holds a record of 15 wins, 6 losses, and 1 draw. Uh, last two fights, he's coming off back-to-back first-round knockouts, I believe, of Jalen the Tarantula Turner and Chad Laprice. Uh, he, Vincente Luque has looked great. I remember seeing him on the Ultimate Fighter season with, uh, I believe it was American Top Team versus the Black Zillions. And since he's been in the UFC, man, he has looked fantastic. He had that KO over uh, Brian Barberina. I believe he got the finish in that fight, just a back-and-forth brawl. And Neil Magny always uses his range, you know, looks good in a lot of his fights. A very consistent fighter, but, you know, he's had a few losses here and there. Did beat uh, Kelvin Gastelum in their fight that they had at 
uh, welterweight back in the day. But if I had to guess how I see this fight playing out, so Luque has very good boxing. He's not really much of a kickboxer. He likes to use his traditional boxing techniques in order to, to beat you. And, you know, sometimes he'll get in the clinch, but I see... I see Magny getting a decision. I'd like Luke a to win. I feel like I'd, I I want to see him up in the against maybe the top 10 guys at welterweight, maybe top five if he can keep it going. But I think Magny is going to be able to keep him at a distance, use his jabs, front kicks to the body, anything to keep Vincente Luque away from him and pick him apart for 15 minutes. And I see him getting a unanimous decision victory over Vincente Luque. Now we've got a very, very interesting fight. Maybe not to a lot of people, but to me at least. Uh, Kevin Motown, the Motown Phenom Lee, is moving up from 155 to 170 pounds to take on Rafael Dos Anjos. You know, it's a battle of lightweights. Uh, RDA moved up to welterweight, looked great, started out super strong, and faltered against Colby Covington. And uh, who was the last guy he lost to? Oh, uh, the welterweight champion, Kamaro, Nigerian Nightmare Kamaro Usman. Uh, but here's the thing. So every time Rafael Dos Anjos looks like he's going on a roll, they give him a wrestler. RDA does not have success against guys who are very good wrestlers. He fought Habib Nurmagomedov back in the day. You know, this was before RDA was a top-level competitor in the lightweight division, but he got ragdolled. Same thing happened against Kamaru Usman. He had a little bit of success on the feet, but it was basically just a use punches to set up takedowns and then just push him against the fence and take him down over and over again. Same thing against Colby Covington, just constant wrestling and takedowns. RDA did implement good knees to the body. Whenever Covington uh, had him against the fence, he would try to frame off and knee to the body in order to take the wind out of Covington. It worked a few times, but Covington just pushed a too hard of a pace for RDA. And honestly, I see this fight going the exact same way. I think Kevin Lee comes in. More hydrated, looking good. Wait, might look better than he looked at 55, but I don't know. He looks pretty good at 55, even though he came off that loss to uh, Al Quinta. He was looking good in the early stages of that fight and just faltered with Quinta's pressure that he was putting on him. So I see RDA having success a little bit in the first round, and then I see Kevin Lee just using his superior grappling and takedowns to grind out RDA and possibly get a third round TKO, even though I think it's going to be a unanimous decision victory for Kevin Lee in his welterweight debut. So yeah, um, I think this card should be good. Um, like I said, I should be at the UFC 238 card. I'm excited about that, especially since they announced Cerrone versus Tony Ferguson. I think that's going to be a great fight. I'm going to have another episode up this week. It's probably going to be a day early because I'm going to have a buddy on. We're going to try to do a uh, dual podcast. I'm going to have my buddy come on and talk about, uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, this won't apply to you. But WWE Money in the Bank is this weekend on Sunday. And I believe we're going to be talking about that and see, you know, giving our predictions on what we think would happen, what we think the right booking decisions will be. And yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll give uh, my next episode, I think I might do a double episode to give my predictions for uh, Anthony Lionheart-Smith versus Alexander Gustafson and then the UFC 238 card. I might do a double episode on that and give my predictions for both in one episode.
But yeah, like I said, I thought 237 was a good card. Uh, strong fight, uh, co-main event, not so much, but top three fights were, were strong enough on the card for me. Crazy ending to that main event. I hope Rose comes back. I'd love to get Rose on this podcast. I know I'm not popular, but hey, if anybody, you guys got to help me. You got to get this out. Put it out on social media. Tell your friends. Tell everybody to listen to this. I need. We need to get this out. You know, I'm coming over. I'm coming in to take over the game. I'm not here to play around and just do one episode every once in a while. I'm going to be consistent, and I'm going to take over the podcasting game. It might take a long time, but you guys got to help me. You got to get me out there. Get my name out there. Tell your friends. Tell your friends of friends to listen to this because we got to get out there. We got to keep this going. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Touch Em Up podcast. I'm your host, Double M, and I'm out. All right, have a good day or night, anybody, whenever you listen to this. All right, bye.